You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and this is my conversation with an extraordinary blues artist by the name of Hamish Anderson. Let's see what Hamish has to say. Here we go. Hamish, Andy Mackay-Smith calling, mate. How are you going? Hey, good. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Not too bad at all, mate. Where about are you at the moment? Are you overseas or are you back on shore? Uh, I'm overseas still. I'm uh, just back in LA. Sweet. What brings you over there? Yeah. Uh, at the moment, I've been uh, based over here for the past couple of years, and I'm getting ready to uh, do a festival out here called Bottle Rock coming out this weekend. Cool. Yeah, wonderful, mate. Yeah, look, I've, I've read a bit of your bio. You've certainly been globetrotting. I just watched a video of you performing in front of a, more than a few hundred, as a matter of fact, probably about a thousand or so, maybe even more in Germany. Um, I think it was... Yeah, it was good for... You're right, you go. Yeah, I just got back two days ago, so I'm still feeling still feeling the jet lag a little bit. <laughs> Mate, how does a how does a fella from Melbourne get into a position that you're in? You've obviously got an extraordinary talent, but beyond that, I mean, it's very hard to cut through these days and put yourself into a position where you have the opportunities that you've been able to grab a hold of, mate. So, can you tell us a little about a bit about your journey to date? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, has to do with. Uh, hard work obviously but then just luck I think as well and basically I came over to the US yeah it must be coming up to like four years ago and really for me it's been a great fit because I think they're still very big on blues and rock and and kind of little by little things started to happen out here where I got a booking agent and Mm. management and stuff and and yeah it's just I don't know it's just kind of keeping at it I think it's a big part is not you know getting sidetracked and just staying really focused and working really hard. Yeah, you're doing what somebody in a position that could quite rightfully give me the advice, a fellow called Bob Daisley, who was Ozzy Osbourne's bass mm-hmm. player, and um, he wrote most of the music and the lyrics for Ozzy Osbourne's career in the 80s and early part of the 90s. Not a lot of people know that, but that's because of the way the publishing was skewed, so as always, his name was removed from things. But he gave me some advice years ago, about 15 years ago, said, as I'm a musician as well, I should point that out, that's why I'm recounting oh, no. the story. And he said, look, as a, as a bass player, if I wanted to make it move to London or Los Angeles or New York, one of, the, one of the three. Now, you've done that at a time in your career when you can really take advantage of the opportunities. So was it by design that you, you went overseas or was it something that just sort of happened because you met the right people in Australia? Yeah, I mean, it kind of just sort of happened originally. Um, I came over to do a tour with some other Australian bands and it, it was really good, but I just, you know, I'd always wanted to go to America because a lot of the music I love, being the blues and rock and roll, is from here. But uh, mm. yeah, I just came over and I didn't really know what to expect. And then really, it's just been great for me. And one of the first things I got once I got a booking agent was I got to open up for BB King, which for me was like, you know, just loving BB King and loving the blues. That was just like crazy, surreal. You're a bit of an old soul, I think. That's the impression that I get from reading interviews with you and watching your videos online and listening to your music as well. Um, That um, the gen who's hooked us up has sent across to me, mate. But the love of blues, uh, it's something that either you've got or you you don't have. So did somebody introduce you to it, you know, like a parent? Or was it something that, you know... You're in a shopping centre one day, walking past a shop, and they're playing that sort of music as a young kid, and you went, holy moly, what's that? Yeah, it was definitely my dad. Like, definitely his record collection was what got me into it. And, you know, originally it was 
the stuff that we all kind of start on, like the Beatles and the Stones and Zeppelin. But then from there, I just I got really into wanting to know who influenced, you know, Eric Clapton and who influenced Keith Richards and mm. all that stuff basically takes you straight to the blues. And my dad is a huge music lover and he would play me John Lee Hooker and B.B. King and Albert King. And yeah, and it really, I think it was just the blues is just the root of all music, but also just it's so relatable mm. and about like the highs and lows of life that that was really what drew me into it. It's one thing to have an appreciation for the blues, and it, but it's something else altogether to be able to play it the way you do. And you've got quite an astonishing guitar technique, if you don't mind me saying, mate, in that that's, no, thank you. that's a guitar technique that, you know, I've already said it, I suppose, you've got in you. It's not something you can really learn. So it's is, is the outlet for the way that you play music, I mean, is it dependent on the type of guitar that you're choosing to play? Because I saw you play a Martin acoustic guitar, but I suppose the question would be what sort of gear do you use to help you achieve the sounds that you want? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. I'm I'm like the world's least geary guitar person, and <laughs> I'm terrible with, like, knowing about pedals and guitars and stuff. But, I mean, the main guitar I play is, a yeah, a Martin and also a Fender Telecaster and... I, I try really not even to use many pedals because I, I do think it's kind of a cliche, but it's true that really the sound is in, you know, the fingers Agreed. of yeah. the player and, yeah, and things that were really important to me and uh, qualities and players I love is, like, the vibrato and really getting that, like, vocal quality, which obviously players like B.B. King and Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page, they all have, is that you could, you know, give them all a guitar and they'll just be... Immediately identified by their vibrato, which is basically their voice. Yeah, I remember going to a guitar shop years ago, and you know the hoary old rock guy behind the counter was having a. I was over. I was overhearing a conversation he was having with another hoary old rock guy, but he said words to the effect that <laughs> Keith Richards could walk into any guitar shop anywhere in the world, pick any guitar, and pick any amp, and within five minutes it'd sound like Keith Richards. So you're spot on. It is. It's all about yeah, it being in exactly your fingers. Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the the tones in the bone. That's the thing. Tones in the bone. Yeah, look, I'm a bass player primarily, and I can definitely identify with that because I've tried to use effects over the years, but they've they just don't happen. <laughs> Let's face it. I mean, yeah, exactly. And some guys can do it, and they can you know do amazing things. But I find it's yeah, it's just for me. It's like just I always when I try and use too many pedals or anything like that, that's when I start to run into trouble and it's just the yeah. simpler the better, I find. Yeah, yeah, keep it simple, no doubt about that. And mate, how do you find living in Los Angeles? I know it's not too different to Australia for the most part. You know, I, I like to say about a US friends, you know, eighty percent the same, twenty percent really different. Is that a, a bit of an accurate yeah. summary for you or how do you find it? Yeah, definitely. I definitely think so. I think it was you know, originally when I came out here it was very strange and it felt really different but it's funny like the longer I've been here the more I've really you know fell in love with it but also it 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 really does have a lot of similarities with Australia and I mean even down to the kind of you know the way it looks and all the the desert type of vibe and all that type of stuff but yeah it's great I mean really for me for music it's really been a great place to be and there's a really great music scene here and it's crazy how many every time i go to a gig or to meet musicians it's crazy how many australians are actually here because i'm always meeting 
Aussie musicians that are based here or passing through and mm. it's like an Australian invasion happening. <laughs> yeah, they talk about that with the Hollywood actors like the Hemsworth brothers and Eric Banner and yeah, God, exactly. a few others, you know. Um, who's the guy that hosted the Academy Awards a couple of years back? Or he's hosted it now a few times, sorry. Hugh Jackman. Of course, how could I forget him? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you, you're sort of in the middle of a bit of an Australian musical revolution over there. So do you, do you find in your backing band, you got Aussies in the band as well, or you, do you just pick who's available and they're predominantly American musicians? Yeah, I mean, it depends. At the moment, the, the people I've been playing with, they're from LA, but I've played with some Aussies over here, and it's, yeah, it's funny, like, all the first musicians I basically met when I came out here were all Australian. Like, there's just this huge Australian session scene. And, and even in Germany, when I was just there doing festivals, it was there was, you know, all sorts of musicians from Australia, and it was just crazy. Like, everywhere you go, there's Australian talent. Cool, mate, yeah. So what does the future hold? I mean, it's, it's very hard to ask a musician about what the five, next five years might look like, but I will ask you anyway. So do you, do you have a prediction what holds for you in the future? Or what do you hope happens? Yeah, I just I really hope to keep building little by little and just kind of find, you know, a fan base or just something that can keep building. And I'm, yeah, at the moment, just trying to finish up a, another record so hopefully in the next couple of months we'll start releasing some singles off that and really hopefully if you know I can just keep going and keep doing shows and keep making music, that's really what I want to do. I think you'll be able to do that no problem based on the music that I've heard from you. I mean, it's timeless what you're doing oh, there. You. I was just having a, a Facebook chat with a mate last night. We were sharing our favourite uh, blues records and he shared Muddy Waters and I shared Albert Collins. Um, and <laughs> Two greats. Yeah, two greats. I love Albert Collins as playing. It just that you know that heavier electrified blues thing that he's got going on, the more muscular yeah, blues exactly. thing that he's got going on. But yeah, I, I read from yourself. You've already mentioned BB, but you're influenced heavily by the Three Kings, and I couldn't think of anybody better as a musician and a guitarist to be influenced by than those lads. Yeah, I exactly. I agree. Hmm. Lyrical themes, mate. So you do a lot of singing. Uh, what 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 are you singing about? Um, well, I mean, as in just like content-wise or... Yeah, yeah, content-wise, yeah. Yeah, but basically, I mean, the album uh, that I have out at the moment, Trouble, that really was very much about like moving over to LA and kind of going through all these differences and, you know, being away from family and friends and having to start anew. And I mean, it's always, for me, writing and singing is always basically based on what's going on with me or going on with people I know. I find it really hard to write about, like make up a story or characters. For me, it's always very personal mm. and kind of trying to write through something. Okay. Mate, final question for you. When do you think we'll see you back here so as we can watch your goodness on stage? Yeah, I'm hoping to, within the next couple of months, really, I'm hoping maybe around August or September to get back home and be able to do some shows because it's really been basically probably about just over a year since I played at home and yeah it's long overdue and I just want to come home and be able to play music there as well <laughs> all right mate well thank you very much for the chat good luck with everything I think you have a very long and successful career um my final point would be that I think yourself and Joe Joe Bonamassa of course if you guys could get together on a package tour I think that'd be awesome yeah maybe thank you for having <laughs> thank you for taking the time no worries, mate. All the best. Cheers. All right, you too. Cheers. Bye.
This is the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and that was my conversation with the blues artist Hamish Anderson. Thank you so much for listening.